0: Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Rich Jones. Okay, Rich Jones, he is stuck in corporate. He wants to break free. He's binging on the show. For your chance to win $100 every Monday morning, simply subscribe to the podcast right now on iTunes and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Folks, many of you heard I made a big league acquisition of a business, nathanlacka.com forward slash sendlater is the name of the business. And I didn't want to give up equity to a developer because I'm a business guy. So what I did is I used a website to find a guy named He Sheming. I paid He over $12,000 to help me build Send Later, And the site that I am using now is called Topdol. nathanlacka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. I will build Send Sendlater into a big business and I will take it public by the time I turn 30. I'll tell you more later on in the episode. Top drive this episode 429. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're gonna hear from Sue Zimmerman. She did 400 grand in 2015, focused on $30,000 funnels here in 2016 to hit half a million bucks in sales all around Instagram. Top Tribe. Good morning, everybody. Our guest this morning is Gavin Zuklinski. He is the founder of Acuity Scheduling, the slickest way for businesses to automate and manage their appointments online, allowing clients to schedule themselves. Gavin's a self-professed tech geek and espresso maniac, word he does not use lightly, by the way, who wholeheartedly believes that business should be totally fun. Gavin, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: absolutely thanks
0: for having me on here so first things first i don't want to talk at all to you unless you've had your espresso this morning are we good to go oh my god i had like four of them i had to go (laughs) a little light
1: this morning too because it always makes my throat scratchy when i have
0: too many oh that's funny all right well so tell everyone first off i'm 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 pronouncing this correctly right acuity scheduling yes perfect yeah tell us what it it. does tell us what it does and how you make money
1: yeah, totally. So Acuity Scheduling is an uh, online software SaaS to, to help small businesses offer and manage appointments online. Um, just mostly we want to take care of everything that businesses, all that rigmarole that goes around scheduling appointments for small businesses, that they can focus on what they really enjoy the most, which is hopefully their business. Um, it was actually originally developed for my mom. She's a massage therapist um, way back in the day. And I saw her going back and forth, uh, trying to just schedule clients, reschedule and all of that. So I had built this for her and then it's grown a little bit since then.
0: And how old were you when you started building this for her?
1: Oh, geez. That was um, 2006, 2007. um, So about 20. Okay. Got it. And how old are
0: you now? (laughs) 30. <laughs> oh, great. So, this is good. I always love getting that perspective because, you know, our listeners range from college students all the way to people that are 50 stuck in corporate wanting to jump out. So, that's helpful perspective. Now, how did you learn to develop? How did you get the thing built?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I had always done, um, development on my own. I was doing contracting at the time. I, when I created it too, I was hoping that this would be a way to help me get more, um, consulting and contracting clients. I, I failed at that by the way, (laughs) but the product itself did great.
0: So Um, tell us about that real quick. Give us some, cause our, our audience likes to understand kind of growth. Your first year in business, what year would that have been?
1: Oh yeah so that was probably about 2007 um I really didn't take this uh, that seriously back then I had a uh throughout this from about that time period until 2013, I was working for the government doing a job that I really loved. So this was really just a side project for me. Mm -hmm. um, And one just to maybe get a little bit of money um, and then also just help out my mom and everything else. So during that period, I didn't focus a whole lot on that. But during the first year, I did zero marketing. And within um, the only that I really did was a little bit of SEO. And within um, a week, somebody had signed up And actually paid me, so I was pretty amazed. And uh, whenever I got revenue, I I can't even remember the exact numbers, but I used to base it off of what I could uh, get each month. So like the first person who signed up just paid for my hosting. And then uh, I think after two months, it paid for uh, a nice dinner out every month, like 50 to to $100 per month. Uh, and then after that, it eventually grew enough that I was able to get a nice car for a little <laughs> while.
0: Well, so in 2007, this is always an embarrassing number. What was your first year revenue?
1: Oh, my gosh. Honestly, I don't even know.
0: You, come on. Wow. This is a number. Everybody know. I know this. Everybody knows. Yeah. It. What Do you it know up? my
1: number? That would be amazing. Um, it was probably I don't know, man. It was probably less than five thousand dollars. It okay. was really tiny.
0: And you were at this point still doing your other thing, your government job full time, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you have a unique story to tell here because you at some point made the leap. So talk to us about the transition from when you decided to leave. I assume you're not working at the government job anymore.
1: No, 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 no. Okay. Um, I, I wish I was. It was a really enjoying and fulfilling job, but eventually I had to make the decision of either going the route of acuity or going down and, and staying with that job that I loved. So tell us um, about but Throughout that. that time, yeah, 2007, Um, oh, I had done all sorts of things uh, with the government that I loved. Um, so there was a, period where uh, I had done zero marketing, zero anything else. So all the growth is really just based off organic search results and word of mouth. Um, And then uh, that just continued to grow and grow. I wouldn't spend too much time, just a couple of hours each week on this since it was really a side project. And then uh, around 2010 or so, I actually decided to stop signups um, just because it was starting to suck up a little bit too much of my time. Um, And then that, that, that didn't go as well because I, re- I like to, to help people and everything. So whenever they'd email in and be like, hey, uh, my friend, I referred them over and they can't sign up anymore. or So and so referred me over and I can't sign up anymore. I'd be like, all right, all right. You can go to this private link and you can sign up for an account. So then it still started to grow. And I was actually answering more emails, too, because of all the people still trying to, to sign up for it. So, so what
0: year what year did you did you quit the job?
1: Um, so 2013, so 2011 signups back up and then it just continued to grow. And then in 2013, I was... It was pretty obvious that I had to make a decision of one way or the other. I was uh, driving, doing night shifts, and uh, some other things with my government job. So in between there, I had been um, sleeping on the floor of a a townhouse that I was trying to sell that was near my place, I was on my laptop at all times, I was in the car answering emails and doing all of those naughty things you're not supposed to do. Um, And I was spending way too much time on it that I wasn't enjoying it. So I. had to make the leap. I actually hired somebody to help with support because that, that your is first hire, Gavin. So, yes. What did yeah, you pay them? Uh it was um oh, I think the starting salary was about 55,000 a year. Okay. Um so Acuity had been profitable since day 1, so um it's not so much the the amount to pay that was uh um What I was uh, concerned about, it was actually managing somebody. Um, That's not something that I find very enjoyable, so I tried to put off that and still try to put off that and keep the team small. I think that it has all sorts of secondary benefits too, when you keep things small, but the primary one is making it easy and manageable and enjoyable for myself.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's an important thing to optimize for. Um, you, you remind me of kind of the book that's like, uh, you know, everyone says, uh, you know uh, what, what's the saying, something about getting like get rich quick, but there's a lot of people it's like, no, actually you can get rich very, very slowly, right? You just be patient. You let it slowly grow, slowly grow 2013, Tipping point happens. First sale happens, or sorry, first hire happens. You quit. Give us a sense of of size of user base at that point. How many people had signed up for just a free trial?
1: Yeah. um, So I forget the exact numbers of just people who had signed up, but it was probably for like uh, active users for a trailing period uh, was somewhere uh, I don't know around twenty to thirty thousand. Um, just a sense for that today, it's uh, quite a bit more than that. Um, so today is, yeah. for people
0: listening to this podcast episode later, it is uh, September 2016. So what's total user base now?
1: Uh, oh, uh, several multiples more than that. It's always a challenge to try to figure out what our users are because we get so many seasonal ones and everything. So there's a couple of things that I look at. I look at people who have been really just active in the past week, and then people who had um, signed up for the trailing past year and used it for something, whether that was like a conference or a short-term event or any of that. Um, But one of the metrics that I like looking at the most is just to make sure that all those things are are increasing, both revenue and number of active users. So right now, we're at about a 10% month-over-month increase in all of that. And uh, back in the day then, I think that it was um, probably about 30% month-over-month month but as you get the volume that of course sure. goes.
0: yeah g- g- give us give us a, so well you said you didn't want to talk specifically about revenue stuff but you got to give us some sense of, of size where you are today so just talk about the user base you said a number you look at all the time is trailing seven days or trailing week so how many folks are using it in the past seven uh, used in the past seven days
1: yeah so just in the, the past week um, it was somewhere in the range of 20 to thirty thousand in the week
0: okay And is that a typical pattern that you're seeing people use? Like, is that a uh, you said that's one of the most important numbers that you look at in terms of managing that. So you're saying that's growing 10 percent each week cohort.
1: Uh, Yeah. So 10 percent actually each month over over that um, based off of the the trailing last month.
0: Trailing last um, month or trailing last week.
1: So that would be comparatively if I looked at the trailing last week numbers versus yep. one month ago.
0: Got it. Got
1: it. Got so it. So that's yep. yeah, that's one of the big things. And then also revenue is a lot more simple to calculate too. Yeah. So t- and, and t- tell us that. that.
0: Yeah. Tell us. So how do you make money? Well, it's a, it looks <laughs> like a SaaS business, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you might even call it freemium, too. Um, we, have, we have a couple of plans, and they're all pretty darn cheap, um, starting from free and then the very max is $34 per month. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a surprisingly large numbers of users who, who pay. Um, about 85% of our active users are actually on paid accounts Okay, um, and only 15% on free ones. Um, so a lot of the people, we apparently have the, the right features and the paid ones to drive people over. And also the audience is mostly our customers are mostly businesses. So it's very easy for them to justify spending a couple bucks a month on something that is so core to their business, too.
0: Yeah. So, so I want to point out something because I think you're unique in that you do this and you might not even know that maybe you do notice, maybe you don't notice, but most people don't do this. You, you said you've got you just told us you have about 20,000 kind of weekly active in the past seven days and you said about 80 percent of those those are are paying so about 16,000 is that accurate
1: uh yeah okay those numbers sound right
0: the, the the reason i want to point that out is because a lot of saas companies they they do something they do it actually opposite right they look at their total user base instead of a weekly active cohort they look at their total user base and then they have Maybe four, five, 6% of their total user base paying. And one of the things I like about how you just described your kind of funnel is you're, fo- you're highly focused on people actually using the tool. And it sounds like you really don't want them paying unless they're actually using it. So you have 20,000 active, and you said 80% of those active are, are, are paying, which is a sign that you have great product market fit, right?
1: Uh, I, I hope so. Yeah. In fact, we have all sorts of numbers and some of the other ones are way larger, but I like to prefer to look at people who are actively using it. Um, otherwise they're, you're right. They're not really getting any value out of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I bet if I asked you the question, how many people in your entire history since 2007 have at least put an email in to sign up for a free trial? Like what is that? 250,000, 500,000, something like that.
1: Oh yeah. Well, well over that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's just a, a vanity number. I no- look at oh, I it's somewhere probably around a million. I yeah. don't even know now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and most of that growth, most of those, the that organic stuff, you'd credit back to SEO.
1: Yeah, so for um, acquiring folks, um, probably about 90% of our growth either comes through referrals or it's through just organic results or something uh, along those lines. Mm -hmm. Um, We do a a tiny bit of paid, but that's mostly just experiments and and other things.
0: How much do you spend on on just paid experiments per month?
1: Uh, I think last month it was uh, about $40,000. Okay,
0: that would have been Um, August, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, not all of those are profitable. And in fact, a lot of the times when we find a profitable channel, I don't add more money into there. Um, just because I said, I, I, I don't actually like hiring people. It keeps me happy, keeps our team small, reduces communication overhead and keeps uh, our customers happy too, that, we have, um, that we're able to handle them better. And one of the most difficult things with being able to handle it based on our staff um and keeping that small is growth um when growth gets too high the rate the rate of growth rather when the rate of growth grows too high that's when i need to start hiring more so trying what, to temper that as much as possible too
0: Gavin what's your total team size right now
1: We have 11 people
0: okay and are, where um, are you based and then
1: So everybody's remote um we are based from um Scotland Seattle um All around. So it's, uh, yeah, um, for primarily the team is all customer service, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I still do development. There's another full-time developer and another uh, designer and front-end developer. But all of those, all of us still do support as well. So that's really the focus of us. Um, And then for support people, too, trying to keep it enjoyable for them, too. So working things like six-hour days because support is such a draining thing after you're answering people. Yeah, like it's it's difficult to maintain enthusiasm for
0: long hours. Yep. So uh, yeah, makes Gavin. That makes total sense. I, I I learned this all the hard way at my last business. I just the managing people part is tricky, and it's 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 a it's a trap because whenever you go to these events with other startups, the first question is like, "Oh, how big is your team?" And it's such a trap question. The better question is, "What's your revenue per employee?" Right.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, you're you're right. That is that is one of my total pet peeve questions. Is, no. what, how big is your team? I, th- I think that's because most companies aren't actually profitable. Why didn't that. you hit
0: me back when I asked it then? You should have said, Nathan, that's not important.
1: <laughs> it totally is not important. Um, yeah. But it's just such a common question I get annoyed with. Yeah, yeah. because it. To me, the, the more you hire, the more like uh, the less enjoyable it is for people, the less time that I personally can spend with everybody, the less like uh, cohesive we can be without a lot of work. And to put in that level of work means it would take me away from doing things that I enjoy, like helping customers directly, still like still doing development on the product and, um, you know, taking time to chat with folks like you, too.
0: Yeah. So, Gavin, we've got a few minutes left. I want to make sure before we get into the final few questions that I hit on some of the unit economic stuff, because I think that's valuable and we can this is obviously easy to speak relative. Uh, about so when you look at things like gross monthly uh customer churn what is that at currently
1: uh gross customer churn is about eight percent per month
0: okay oh that's okay so that's pretty high And now i imagine yeah. revenue churn is probably probably lower because you're upselling customers right
1: yeah slightly um honestly the upsell isn't too much and that um the dashboard that I use for gross churn actually includes people, counts people who switch to annual plans as churned to ah, okay. And we also get a, a lot of people who are just very seasonal, like um, summer camps and tax professionals and things that only happen for a couple months. So okay. those are all in there too.
0: So 8% is worst case scenario. Uh, tell me about CAC real yeah. quick. What, what's your current customer acquisition cost on average?
1: Uh, well, that totally depends on the channel. And a lot of that, like I mentioned, we do a lot of experiments that's mostly segmented by channel. For a majority of the people, about 90% of them, it's mm-hmm. zero. Um, for a lot of the other ones, it can range anywhere from um, $10 to acquire, um, which is roughly for paid acquisition, to uh, well more than that for some of the other horrible experiments.
0: And if you think you averaged across the entire base, what would it be? Four, five, six bucks, something like that?
1: Probably something
0: like that. Okay, um, is the forty grand you're spending on experiments per month? Is that the only marketing spend, or do you have other channels that you already know work that you're consistently spending on?
1: oh no so that's total marketing that includes things like uh the amount that we do for a little bit of uh paid advertising which is just a tiny bit and that also includes things like sponsorships of different podcasts and uh those which i count more as uh experimental things to find the right channels
0: so if it's if you're spending forty thousand bucks per month on average and let's say it's somewhere around four dollar cac is it fair to say you're adding what about a you know a thousand or ten thousand well ten thousand seems like a lot but somewhere between a thousand and five thousand new paying customers per month you're really good at math too. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, totally. That's a good way to answer that, but still say vague, right? Just say, Nathan, you're good at math. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so somewhere in that range, that's helpful. Um, and then, what about life? So lifetime value, in other words, what's your what do you expect to earn in total from a new unique customer?
1: Um, enough to justify all of that.
0: Yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's why I'm asking the ratio, like lifetime value to CAC ratio, right? So are you, does the average person stay with you? If, if, if you have 8% churn a lot, I mean, this is not a really good way to do it, but one divided by 0.08 means they stay with you on average for 12.5 months, paying you, I'm, what's your ARP? What's your ARPU? Something between what, 10 and 34 bucks?
1: Uh, yeah. Are you, you monthly. can probably figure this out pretty easily. Maybe we'll, this will be a good exercise for the listener to go to our sign up page and check out all the pricing plans to figure out what they think is the average.
0: Well, I mean, that doesn't, so there's zero 10, 1934, right? So an ARPU is mm-hmm. typically going to fall somewhere between your, your, your median and in, in that range. So, I mean, is it, is it fair to say the one you have highlighted at 20 bucks per month is that's somewhere around your monthly ARPU? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, so 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 then, is it is the math accurate? I mean, when you're making business decisions about channels to go after, is it fair to say twenty bucks per month times about twelve months? That's how you do it back back of the napkin uh, lifetime value calculation. Uh,
1: yeah, and honestly, too, I I I don't look at that directly. I more look at the um I when I'm looking at a channel if it's successful, I like to earn it back within a month. I know okay, that's a little bit aggressive. Yeah, um, but generally because i i don't want to grow too quickly it has to be a really phenomenal channel too Mm -hmm. um so that's that's what i look at
0: gavin are you bootstrapped yes i love that
1: so just just me as the owner of the company
0: that's great and are you what's your goal with the business i mean there's a lot of companies you know making acquisitions in this kind of space or is this just a nice cash cow for you just want to keep kind of growing it
1: Oh, man, you are totally right. There's a ton of people who have been acquired. Generally, that's been a good thing for me because they've all gone down terrible paths. Yes. <laughs> uh, and and I appreciate just the the general awareness for this sector. Um, but for me, I, I'm trying to create a company that I enjoy working with. Um, and I like being able to to come to work every day and enjoy. It. And that means sometimes turning down a lot of the things that I think would make us a, a nice acquisition target. Um because I we have been approached by other companies, but generally they're not a good cultural fit. And that's one of the biggest things. So
0: if it was a cultural fit, Gavin, what would be the number?
1: Um, I have no idea. It would probably have to be enough, um, which really depends on my lifestyle. Whenever it comes up, that I would be comfortable um, walking away and not working again and trying to find something new to try out.
0: Well, Gavin, as you build this before we get into our our famous five here in a second, but as you build this, where's the best place online for people to follow your journey?
1: Uh, Great. So just acuityscheduling.com is the website for us. I mean, if you're looking for a product, that's where we where we share most of that. And then we're starting to ease in a little bit more. Um, I personally don't talk too much about myself, so there's nowhere personally. But you're also welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn or anywhere else. And I'm happy to chat with anybody, too.
0: All right, guys, very quickly, many of you heard I acquired Send Later at NathanLatka.com forward slash send later. And here's the thing, I don't wanna hire a big team. I'm a business guy though, so I need developers. So what I did is I found this little website. I found this guy named He Shaming. I paid him over $12,000 to help me keep building this business, which I will take public by the time I turn 30. So it's called Toptal. Okay, and what Toptal does, it's a network of elite pre-vetted software developers. Basically, I told Toptal what I was looking for. They search their network for the best people. They even test the candidates, which saves me time. And then they just said, Nathan, here, use this candidate. They meet your individual needs and boom, I'm off to the races. So once you pick someone on Toptal, you can start working with them the next day. Now for my people, Toptal is offering a no-risk trial period that you can get a Nathan. NathanLatka.com forward slash T O P T A L. Again, NathanLatka.com forward slash Toptal to get started. This is perfect if you're a business person listening that doesn't know how to incentivize or find a technical co founder. Go to NathanLatka.com forward slash Toptal and get started building your app now. All right, Top Tribe. We will link to that in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 429. Again, forward slash the top 429. All right, Gavin, it's time for the famous five. These are rapid fire questions. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. All right,
0: number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: Oh, I love uh, Derek Sivers' book, Anything You Want. Um, he has shares the same philosophy as me.
0: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now?
1: Ooh, it's a little bit old, but I'm following, uh, reading through a lot of Andy Grove's old books just because he was such a great manager, and that's something that I need to improve on.
0: And number three is their favorite online tool you have, like FreshBooks.
1: Uh, well, not quite online, but right now I'm in love with, I just moved into a new home. Canary. It's a camera with an app associated with it that does motion detection and alerts me and everything. So it's replaced a security system. So it's phenomenal.
0: That's great. In your situation, you said you're 30 and where are you married? Single? Do you have kids? Uh, I'm married. No kids right now. No no on the kids. way though. Oh, that's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. All right. So here's the question. Yes or no. Are you getting eight hours of sleep each night?
1: Uh, Eight and a half hours every night is my ideal
0: number. That's awesome. And then last question, Gavin, take us back 10 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
1: Oh, man, if only I knew that I would eventually have to make the choice between um, something that can have a high yield and something that you really enjoy. And I think that I would have spent more time back then trying to merge the two together.
0: Got it. So Top Tribe, there you have it. Spend more time merging things that have high yield with things that you also enjoy to try and strike that balance. From Gavin, who's built Acuity Scheduling starting back in 2007, he's chose the intentional route to growth now at 11 full-time team members, all remote, about 20,000 active users every week, 80% of which are paid, paying somewhere between, well, his price is listed on his pricing page, but somewhere, somewhere around 20 bucks. Gavin, thank you for taking us to the top. All right. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed Nathan today, go back and listen to Sue yesterday. She did 400 grand in 2015, and is focused on doing half a million in 2016.